Once again, Merry Christmas to you. It is good to see you here this morning, and I'm excited to get into the Word. I brought Jordan with me, and uh, here you can hold that. Uh, This is uh, Jordan. We call her the caboose of the family, and uh, we thought we had a caboose, and then all of a sudden the Lord said, no, we get one more caboose. How many know what I'm how many are thankful for the, the surprise cabooses that uh, got the, uh, the uh, this, is, uh, this is our Energizer Bunny, and uh, she, is, uh, she makes everything exciting in the house. I asked her to help us read this morning uh, our scripture, but before you do that, I didn't ask her ahead of time, so uh, she'll, she'll play along. I need you to, I'll hold the microphone, and I need you to just do that thing that you do that says Christmas. The, the, the whole, I, I, just, just, I, just do it for me, please. Just, just do, it, do it with all you've got. Go for it. It's Christmas. Come on, do it. Just hands and all. I need, come on, show us how it's done. Come on, please. I, show me how to do it because we're going to do it in just a bit. Here we go. Ready? Let me see it. Man, I thought I'd get it out of her. I knew if I asked her to do it ahead of time, she wouldn't do it. She, she's got this coolest thing. And see if I do it right. It's Christmas! Did I do it right? Maybe you should do it. No? All right, I'm going to do it one more time then. Is this how, this how it does? Is it? No, no, no. All right, so here's what we need you to do. She's going to read that, but I'm gonna, this, is, this is how it goes, right? It's Christmas! Is that how it is? That's how it is. That's the best I've got. So uh, she's like, I'm in trouble when I get home. Anyway, I, so here's, here's what Jordan's going to read this scripture for us. This is, uh, as we've been looking at Christmas Unwrapped, if you have your Bibles in Luke chapter 2, why not read in Luke chapter 2, right? Uh, of the, uh, the coming of Jesus and uh, the celebration of that. So here's what I'd like you to do. Let's stand together and uh, take a look at the scripture. I've asked Jordan to read it and, uh, so that we can follow along. And uh, here's your microphone. All right. Here it is. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. She reads much better than I do. I had to go to special reading classes, and I'm still uh, trying to figure out how to read. Uh, but uh, she knows how to do this better than me. So here we go. Luke chapter 2. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels have returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, baby. Love you. Hey, you stay up here. We're going to pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that it is life, and I pray today that you would help us to receive, God, not just to, to receive the gift, but God, to allow that gift to be activated in our hearts and in our lives today. Bless this, not just this word, but God, as we hear it, bless our ears to hear today, God, on this Christmas, as we celebrate the one who has come. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. As you, before you're seated, I want you to just, uh, the best I could do, you can take that with you, honey. Uh, as you're seated, just turn to someone around you and just give them that. It's Christmas! 
Come on, just give it to him. Yeah, just some of you are like, you're crazy. Come on, it's, <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> you know that feeling. You're just excited. I've got to be honest with you. I had that this morning as, as I, I woke up before the alarm would even go on and, and or would turn on. And just that excitement of I just could not wait to share this word this morning on Christmas. I didn't know who would come. In fact, I even thought, man, I just feel this, this word today of, of just excitement, of encouragement. And just saying to us today, this gift that God has given us, that we would know this gift of life on all days but especially on Christmas. I'm just going to do that all day long. I mean, it's just, I pray this morning that you guys are experiencing just a joy. And and I want to uh, share this morning just from this title, simply this, the gift to be determined. If you're following along, maybe if you you have version, you'll see just a few notes that are on there and uh, things that you can write down. I don't know if this is a note-taking message today. Uh, of course, uh, I want to I be brief, but man, I just feel this word in my heart of saying to us today that if we would understand the gift that God has given to us, that we would know what it is, the gift that He's prepared for us. There's a gift that has been given, but I don't believe that we fully comprehend the impact of this gift. I believe that when we truly understand the impact of this gift, the impact is still to be determined. I get invitations, and you maybe get them as well, and sometimes they'll just go with these of save the date. And basically what people want us to know is we want you to be aware that something's coming, but it's to be determined. And usually the to be determined portion is the time and place. There's an undetermined place or an undetermined time, but there's something that's about to happen. The timing of it and the placing of it is not fully yet understood that it's still to be determined. And I believe that this gift of of knowing Jesus Christ, that the impact of that is still to be determined in our lives, the time and the place. I'm a gift giver. Uh, Listen, I don't mind receiving gifts, but you got to ask my wife. uh, In our family, my wife is not the one that needs to calm down with shopping. I'm the one. And when it comes to buying gifts for for the kids or, or whatever, it's like, okay, that's enough. Uh, I just, and I find ways of how to give uh, different gifts, and it's just one of those things that, that I enjoy doing, and, and here's how I know I enjoy giving gifts, and I'm excited about giving the gift, because the moment the person opens up the gift, I am so quick to tell them what it is, how they can use it, and how good of a gift it is for them. How many know what I'm talking about? It's like, I've got to explain, and then I think about this, how good can the gift be if I have to tell you how good it is? I mean, really, they open the gift, and it's my job to say, this is a great gift. And and here, it it probably is, because if you only knew, here's the process that I've been involved in longer than you. If I've gotten the gift for you, I've been a part and attached to this gift a lot longer than you. You see, you just opened it right now. But I, I went to the store. I went to different stores. I bought one thing and put that thing back. And if you saw what I was going to get you, you really would be happy for this thing. I did get you. I've been through a process, I've worked through this, I've thought through how this gift can be utilized, what the benefit of it was. I'm giving this gift with every energy and everything I've got. And the moment you open it, I'm like, oh, if you can I want you to know how cool this gift is. You see, I've been attached to this gift a lot longer. You're just opening it. When we get home today, we're going to celebrate Christmas together. And there's some gifts that are there. And I can't wait 
to see the gifts be open. I can't wait, and I'm going to do everything I can to sit still and not say, why, that's such a great gift. Or I find myself explaining the reason of why I got you this, what it is. There's some gifts that when you see it in the moment, you realize and know that there's more to it. I want to look at the reaction to the gift, and here's the, the, the verse that I want to focus on. It's verse 18 of what we just read. And in verse 18, it says, everyone who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story, they were astonished. They heard the shepherds come in, and the shepherds came in from the fields and said, this child is really something special. We were out in the fields just taking care of dirty sheep, doing what no one wants to do on a night that nowhere, no one wants to be, in a place where no one really has a, a, a place of belonging. We're just wandering in the fields, taking care of sheep, sheep, and an angel comes and gives a message to us. And the, and the shepherds return, and they're in Bethlehem and they say we were out in the fields and then one angel showed up and he said I bring you great news well first he said don't be afraid because how many know if something bright shows up in the middle of the dark you're probably going to be afraid so it's pretty obvious that the shepherd the angel's first word is don't be afraid he says I bring you good news and they said while we were out there the angel says he brings us good news and then all of a sudden there's a host of angels that are now singing glory to God and they're worshiping and they said where we find him and we had to leave where we were and come and see this child. And everyone who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But notice what Mary did. The shepherds told the story and everybody said, "Wow." But Mary treasured these things in her heart. And the Bible says she thought about them often. You see, there's sometimes reactions to gifts that we get and to things that we experience. And it's one thing to be in a place of the astonishment of the gift and the admiration of the gift. But then there's something about the contemplation, the thought. You see, Mary is one of, one of those that couldn't get away from the thought because the Bible says she pondered and treasured these things and thought about them often. You know, every place she went, she thought, I wonder if this is it. I wonder at what moment everything I've been a part of and everything I've been around. It's pretty interesting then when you think about Mary pondering. Mary didn't just stand with astonishment and say, oh, that's nice. Of course, Mary's a little more attached than everyone else, I mean, she was the one that God chose to use for this miracle. But Mary ponders these things in her heart. Ponders so much that I think there's some significance to the fact that Jesus' first miracle was instigated by Mary. The first miracle Jesus ever does was really Mary's idea. John chapter 2, if you go to John chapter 2, the Bible says that Jesus is in the process of selecting his disciples. He calls out different people, and he's in this early stage of his ministry, and he meets some people, says, if you follow me, you're going to see God do some great things through me, and he tells them this. And then in chapter 2 of John, it says the next day that Jesus went to a wedding in Cana. You can go back and read it, mark it down. You, you can read it later. But Jesus arrives at a wedding in Cana because he was invited along with his disciples to this wedding. 
He was invited as a guest, and that was nice of them to invite Jesus. I wonder what it was when the people are getting married, and they're thinking, who do we invite to the guest, or who do we invite to come to the wedding? Well, you know, there's this man named Jesus who's calling some people out, and whatever the connection was, and somewhere there was a reason. Maybe it was a family line, because the Bible says that they were invited, and as they were invited, the Bible says that Mary was also at this wedding. And so Mary's at the wedding, And Jesus and his disciples are invited. And while they're at the wedding, what happens at the wedding? They run out of wine. The moment they run out of wine, Mary comes to Jesus and Mary says, hey, they're out of wine. Jesus responds with this word. He says, woman, we're not going there. Different culture, different time. But Jesus says this in in context. He says, why is that my problem? Basically, he says, why do you concern me with this? And what he's saying is, that's not my business. That's not my concern. Now, it wasn't Jesus pushing her off. It was Jesus identifying and knowing. How many know it's always wise in life to know your boundaries? It's always wise in life to know where you should go and where you shouldn't go. It's always wise in life to know when you should say something and when you should be wait or wait for someone to ask you to say something. There's times of knowing your boundaries. And I believe Jesus, just being the the man that he was, the gentleman, the, the, the perfect son of God, he knew his boundaries. And he was putting himself, not to separate himself from people, but clearly identifying and saying, I've come to do the business of my father, and that's not my business until... Someone makes it my business. Jesus knew what his business was, was to do the work of the Father. That he said, my will, or or my, my food, is to do the will of the Father. My business is to come and to die and to give my life as a ransom, to give my life for the lost. That's my business. But if you've got business, I'm not getting in your business unless you invite me and you want me to show up in your business. You see, Jesus wasn't saying, I don't want anything to do with that party, or I don't want anything to do with that. Jesus was saying, I know my business, and I know their business, and I'm not getting into anybody's business until it's the right time to get into somebody's business. Make a side note, there's always a lesson in life. Know when it's the right time to get into someone else's business and when to stay out of it. I mean, that's a side note. You can just tuck that away and pocket that somewhere else. This isn't Jesus coming and saying, I don't want anything to do with you. He's saying, that doesn't concern me. That's not my business. And then he follows it up and he says, my time has not yet come. Now, listen, Mary is now saying, here's the conversation. Go back and read it. Mary says they're out of wine. Jesus says, why does that concern me? My time has not yet come. Mary doesn't go into a conversation with him. Mary looks at the servants and says, do whatever he says. There's not this back and forth of, now Jesus, you know it, I'm your mother and it's time. No, Mary knew. Mary knew that the only reason 
he would have the right time and the right place is if we give him the right time and the right place. I'm not bemoaning that there wasn't room for him in the inn. He's not concerned that he had to be born in a manger. He's not concerned that there was no room for him in the inn. He's more concerned when we don't make room for him in our business and in our time. He wants to know that there's room in the business. I want to ask you today, what is your business that you would need to invite God to come into? Because if you allow him to show up in what is your business and what is your time? What are the things to be determined? Usually when someone says we have an event and the details are to be determined, it's the time and it's the place. Can I say to you that Jesus knows what he's going to do when the Father knows that he said only the Father knows when the time and place, because the Bible says that he's going to come and take his church. There's the next event, the next big event that we're corporately waiting for as the body of Christ is for Jesus to take us to be with him for eternity. That is the business that is on the eternal radar. But until that time, he's wide open to step in and do a miracle in your business if you make room for him. He's got business that he's in line with. Listen, his first miracle is done at a wedding with drunk people in Cana where they don't even know where Cana is to this day. He does his first miracle in a place where they can't even find the exact location. And it's not even, we don't even know whose wedding it is. I mean, who are these special people that Jesus gets invited? He does a miracle at a wedding with wine, turning water into wine in a place that is obscure. No one knows about it. And he shows up and does a miracle. Why? Because Mary invited him into the business and Mary made room. Mary pondered these things in her heart. You know the danger? We celebrate on a Sunday and we go about our day and forget all about what God has said to us throughout the day. We put Jesus in the boxes of life and we put him in and we step into his business every once in a while and then we go right back into our business and we no longer treasure in our heart the things of God. When is it that in your mind you're saying, God, today this might be business that you want to step into. This might be a moment that you want to step into for me it was this morning walking into the Uniontown hospital to visit with somebody but as I'm walking past a room I see a lady that's in there and the Holy Spirit stirs my heart I stop by and I just say hi Merry Christmas just want to greet you and the moment I said Merry Christmas it turned into tears and I knew that probably To somewhat expect that. And there I met an 83-year-old who had never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this morning I shared the love of Jesus with an 83-year-old who grew up in this place and never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. What I'm saying is let him in your business. Let him in your business. Make time and place when God wants to show up. Don't you just determine and say, well, this is just a wedding. God don't want to do anything here. This is just in the backside of Cana. We don't have anything going on here. Oh, it's not a special revival service. It's not a special holiday. Or it is a special holiday. It is a special holiday, so let's low-key. Let's make it light. we got too much stuff going on. Or it's a revival service, so we better hype it up and better get it going. No, I wonder if we just say this Christmas, let's be like Mary and let's ponder these things in our heart and let's go throughout this year and say, this might be the moment. God, you might want to step into this business. I'm going to make room for you. He didn't come to a place to separate from the people. 
He said, the moment you, you make room, he wants to make room for us. Or we want to make room for him to say, God, I know there might be some people walk, watching on, on the, our, our live uh, stream there, and I don't know if they can't see me now, but that's all right, because I want to, they can still hear, because I want to say something to you tonight, or this morning. Here's Mary, and this is what she did. Paige, you'll let me do this. This is, this is like a, a daughter. Paige, come on up here. Paige. Would, would everybody give it up for Paige? This is. You okay with this? I know Jordan's going to be mad at me for what I did earlier, but I hope you. You're going to go back to Tennessee, so you, you won't have to worry about it. Paige grew up in our youth group, so we've got this weird thing where she's like a daughter to me and a sister to Jody. So that's, that's just, you know, don't ask, all right? It's like a. Anyway, this is Paige. Paige, good to have you from Tennessee. Her and her husband are here, and uh, we're, we're glad that you're here. Paige, I'm glad that you're here, and I want you to be a part of something. Here, here I've got a seat for you right there. Just, just sit right there, and uh, you can be a guest, and I'm glad you're here. So I'm going to just stand right here, and I'm going to talk about gift cards. Have you, did you get any gift cards this year? I'm going to talk about gift cards, so you just watch right there. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you, just, you just stay right there. You're, you're my guest. You're my special guest. You're my special guest. You stay right there. Uh, anybody get any gift cards this Christmas? Someone like, I'm not raising my hand. I'm not going up. What? I'm not doing it. It's Christmas. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I heard this, that $118 billion will be given in gift cards this year. And there's only a week left. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, you got to, to make that, help make that 118, 118 billion gift cards. I'm going to give out one of these gift cards. I want you to just sit there and watch me. I'm gonna, you're my guest. You're my special guest. You're my special guest. All the way from Tennessee. All the way from Tennessee. You're, you're such a, a beautiful young girl. You, you sit there. I'm going to give these gift cards. Who would like to get a gift card right now? Now, Jack, I got to ask you. Hey, Paige, you're my guest. You just sit right there. You're my special guest. Jack, would you rather eat or shop? Amen, brother. I've got you. That, that, that's a gift card to go eat. I'm with you. So, uh, uh, we'll, uh, yeah. So, Merry Christmas to you. I, I, you, can, you can use that. That'll be fun to have. Uh, I've got some more gift cards. You're my special guest. Stay right there. I got, I'm going to give away another gift card. Who wants to, i got to go over here. i got to give someone else a, a gift card. Do, do you like to shop or you like to eat? I like to eat. Oh. <laughs> we, 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 we get along, Jack. In fact, I know every time I come to Silver and Gold events, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give away. You just, you're my special guest. You just stay. Here's what I want to say to us. That sometimes... What we've done, Jesus was invited and he was a guest. He was a guest at the wedding. They made space for him and they allowed him at the wedding. But then there's a switch. Whenever it's no longer, hey, you're just a guest at the wedding. I made a place for you. You come be my guest. Come watch me. But now it's a no, you're not just a guest. I'm making you a main role in this. Would you please find Two kids, somebody, but on your way back to the seat, just find these and give them away to somebody. And uh, you, you can just do that. So just close your eyes blindly and throw them at them, but you can make your way back to your seat. Hey, would you give it up for Paige? She's my special guest. 
Here's what I want to say to you today. You've settled to allow Jesus to be your special guest. And worship team, would you come? We're going to close. I know it's Christmas. <laughs> the Lord gave me this word, and I woke up early, and I just couldn't wait to say to someone today that God's excited that you invited him to come to your events. But he's waiting for you to let him get inside your heart. You see, there's a difference to inviting him to be your guest at an event. There's a difference between letting him be your guest at an event and now letting him play a role in what's going on. Oh, come on. Does that make sense to anybody? Or is that just the Holy Spirit speaking to me today? That Mary pondered these things in her heart in the first miracle done by Jesus. And notice, Mary comes to him and says, they're out of wine. Jesus says, it's not my business. And Jesus didn't argue back and forth with her. Jesus was just saying, this is my business to do his will. And that's their business. I'll only step into their business when the doors opened up. And when you come and you invite me, when you allow me to step in, I can only be a part of your business when you let me. Does that make sense? He said, why do you concern me? This doesn't concern me. And then he says, my time has not yet come. I know it's Christmas. Today might be the day that you lay your hands on somebody that's hurting and the love of Jesus moves through your life. It might be the day today that you allow healing to set in your heart and to receive from God maybe, maybe resentment and things that's been holding on to you. Time today that today's the day. Hey, don't just let him be the guest. Don't just let him be the guest. It's nice that you let him be the guest. But what about making room in your business and saying, hey, come on in. I'm going to ponder these things. I want to say to us, as we step into 2017, let us be a people who are poised and ready to say, God, my eyes are open. My heart's attentive. I'm ready for whatever it is. And I might be at a wedding on the backside of an area that no one will be able to find years, decades, centuries later. But a woman who pondered these things in her heart said, I know you're created for such a time or for a a time in in history and to make a difference. But on your way to making a difference, here's a moment for you to be glorified. You see, because all we're doing by opening up our business and our time and space, our place and time, is we're saying, Jesus, you belong here. You belong here. You belong in my workplace. Hundred and eighteen billion gift cards. Hundred and eighteen billion dollars in gift cards in one year. But guess what? Thirty percent of them will never be redeemed. Thirty percent of that value will remain in pockets. of that value in fact some of you might know what we're talking about you've gotten a gift card and I I remember one time my my parents I was over at mom and dad's and I pulled something out of dad's desk and out fell a gift card and I said dad here's a gift card oh that's probably been in there for about three years I mean I'm a gift card spender 
but you give me the gift card and I'm like I'm putting on my calendar when and where we using this thing and if I've only got five dollars left I, I may just give the whole five dollars to the waiter or the waitress but I might even just save that five dollars and come back all by myself I'm going to use that thing I'm not letting that go to waste some of us have taken the gift that God has given us all the opportunities God says I can do in your life I want to work in your life in your situation oh you just sit right there you make a good guest I'm glad you're my guest but when are you going to let him play a main role in your life when are you going to say hey I'll give this to you as if we're doing him a favor I gave him a good seat up here I gave him a good seat. I sang him a good song. I did good things. All the while, he says, none of that's going to matter on the day you get to heaven. The only thing that's going to matter is, did you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Listen, I've got this gift right here. It's Olive Garden. I, I still got to give these gift cards away. It would not be right for me to take these home. I got to come to the back, and I've got to give gift cards away. Are you a shopper or an eater? What about you? Eats fine? No, no, you can't eat fine. There's one each. There you go. There you go. There's one each. I've got one more Olive Garden. Here, Jody, you can have it. I, you can, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't. Merry Christmas. Listen, there's gift cards. That represents the potential of something to happen, but you'll never taste what it is until you show up at a time and a place it has the opportunity to make a purchase of something <laughs> don't get too excited it's not much <laughs> we're talking about my budget here not God's okay but that card can cause you to purchase something but you've got to make time and place you hear me today I know the Lord woke me up this morning and said preach this gave this word to my heart a couple a couple weeks ago, pondered. When Mary said she pondered in her heart, and I knew the Lord was speaking, but this morning I woke up at 5 a.m. and the Lord told me that someone, I got to pull someone out of the crowd and say, it's not enough to just be a guest. I got to make them a main role. I got to make them a part of it. The Holy Spirit woke me up at 5, five this morning as a kid on Christmas. I couldn't wait to come and say to somebody, hey, he's given you a gift and you've got to make time and place so that every potential he has. I'm declaring and prophesying in Jesus' name that in 2017, Faith Assembly is radiating and expanding. There are going to be multiple campuses that we're going to step into new places. We're going to reach in new areas. And if anybody wants to say, oh, who do they think they are? What are they about? I'm done making room for anybody wanting to put down because here's what I've learned. If you're going to run ahead and do something big for Jesus, there's always going to be something. Somebody, well, they're not preaching the right thing. They're not doing it the right way. If they just did it better, if they just did, I'm sorry, I just love Jesus, and all I want to do is run after Jesus. And I'm just going to say, Jesus, I'm in the middle of a wedding at Cana. You want to show up and do something? I'm in the middle of a wedding at Cana. They ran out of wine. You want to show up? You want to show your power? You want to show them that you're a God who can give them things that they won't have to worry about what they remember the next day, but they won't have to drink until they're drunk and don't know what to do with their life, but they can drink of the wine of God and know their peace and joy and contentment and hope. We've got something. We've just got to make room for the time and the place. He's ready. He's ready if we'll just make 
pick the time and the place for him to show up. Does that make sense to anybody? So Merry Christmas. And I mean it. And then he says this. Listen. Would you say this Christmas? I don't want to just come and hear the shepherd's story and say, Oh, wasn't that nice? Wasn't that nice? Wasn't that special? Wasn't, wasn't that a wonderful story they told? Wasn't that good? And the whole lights and angels, wasn't that? Oh, I, thought it was, I bet that was good. Woo, it was good. But I want to be Mary. I walked away saying, I'm holding on to this. I'm carrying this with me. I'm thinking about this often. I'm looking at this moment that I'm in. And when I go to work tomorrow, well, take off the bottom if, if you can. I'm going where I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to say, God, is this some business you want to step into? Is this a time and place that you want to show up? God, in my brokenness, he says, I'm right here. This is time and place. In my disappointment, it's time and place. All we got to do is make room. Mary instigated the first miracle. And I believe all because she pondered these things in her heart. And when Jesus said, that doesn't concern me, Mary wasn't offended. Mary said, I know what you're saying. What you're saying is you're only going to take care of what's your business and you'll willingly step in if we'll involve you and invite you to come into our business. Does that make sense to anybody? He didn't come. He didn't come to make me healthy. He came to wash away my sins. But in the process of washing away my sins, he's good enough to even provide for my healing. Come on, somebody give God praise for that. My salvation, my salvation is not based on healing. But he is so good that on his way to buy my soul and to save me from the pit of hell, he said, I've even got enough to bring healing. I've even got enough to provide. I've even got enough to minister in whatever you're going through. All you got to do is make time and place. All you got to do is make time and place.